0: Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod SquareCast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. The end of the season is actually coming up fairly quick, So once I wrap up the final episode uh, of the first season, I'm going to be putting together a ranking of all of the episodes of season one from from the number one all the way down. Uh, I will probably do a live stream, and if I do, I'll make that announcement through social media. It'll be on one of those sites where you can set up uh, the rankings and whatnot. It's a fairly popular YouTube video, um, but I'll probably live stream that on both YouTube and Twitch, and then I'll have that video up for anyone to watch on YouTube. Uh, I might even just rip the audio from that and release it as a uh, bonus episode of the podcast as well for any of you audio only fans out there. Um, In this last week, though, I've been thinking a lot about reboots of cartoons. Uh, I watched the Animaniacs trailer, and by far it blew my mind in terms of what I was ever thinking could be possible in an Animaniacs reboot. I love the original show, and there's this certain specific writing style that comes hand-in-hand with that show. It's the reason why the show is so popular. And in watching the trailer, I was able to, to get that sense back that wow this really captured the magic of the original show and is just it's almost like it's been preserved and then we're just opening back up and it was always this good it's just in a nice sleeker new context Um and, and between that we got the announcement that Tiny Toon Adventures is getting another chance on television and of course we have the Rugrats coming back we've had all that come back and you know I think people People look down on reboots, remakes, and sequels. And to clump all those together is a bit unfair. Um, first off, sequels, we love sequels. Everybody listening could find a book series or a movie series, and I'm even going to consider a TV show with multiple seasons. Like, we like continuing adventures with characters that we enjoy. So I don't think it should be anything looked down upon to enjoy another story with characters that you like so sequels i I hate when people rail against sequels oh there's always just sequels there's never any original ideas and every time someone says that i go have you watched every every brand new movie on every streaming service have have you watched it all have you consumed original content because it's available you might not just be looking for it Um, but i love sequels reboots can be really fun Uh, Sometimes something that had a a life once can can be reborn again. Um, And in some cases, look, we can't rail against every single reboot because then we'd be up against reboots that have been super successful. Look at the DuckTales show on Disney XD. As an older fan of those old Disney afternoon shows, it is unbelievable in its writing style, its story uh, the, able, the way they were able to craft a world that contained Darkwing Duck and Tailspin and Chippendale Rescue Rangers and everything they've done with Darkwing Duck has been amazing. So why would I complain about reboots? Here's a perfect example. DuckTales is a classic show. Don't touch that. No, don't try to recreate it. You just try to make something new out of an existing property. You know, you don't try to one-to-one retell the same stories you did 30 years ago. You try something fresh. And I think that's a that's a blueprint for what, they, what other shows should follow. So now that we have Animaniacs coming out, and now Tiny Toon Adventures was announced to be coming back in some shape and form, Rugrats is coming back. These shows that we enjoyed as a kid, as kids, now that I'm 30... I can re enjoy again, I can find new enjoyment and also share that enjoyment with an entire new generation of fans. And the original stuff is always there. I love this this idea that because something new is out, you know, and I didn't I didn't get into remakes yet because there are some remakes that are absolutely bad, but there's some remakes out there that are good that that make up for the original, you know, things that were missed. But let's say for an example one of the remakes I dislike the most, and it is the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I love Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger, but man, the, every part of that movie is terrible. They took, they one to one took almost every high key moment from the first movie and just redid it in worse CGI. And for those not horror movie buffs out there, one of the biggest things that annoyed me was that they took a very simple and cheap shot of uh, one of the characters sleeping in bed and Freddy Krueger is looks like in the wall right above them he's like coming through the wall. And it was literally just a sheet of latex that was stretched so that you could see the person in it. And they did that whole shot in CGI in the remake which definitely cost more money than a than a sheet of latex. So... When, you, when a remake like that comes out and it's just so bad, guess what? Even though it's bad, the original is still there. And I will say that for any remake. You don't like the Lion King remake from Disney? Well, guess what? The 94 one is available on Blu-ray. Oh, you didn't like Aladdin either? Well, the 93 one is available on Blu-ray. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Hey, guess what? The original, so on and so forth. Um, it, if an original movie is so good that it's eventually being remade... If it was good, it'll still stand the test of time, no matter how many times they remake it or reboot it. But I'm on the fence. I, I'm on the. I'm not on the fence. Uh, I'm on the fence on, re- on some remakes. I am firmly in the end where I would give a reboot a shot because uh, I'm 30 years old and I'm with DuckTales specifically. I'm like blown away by the ideas they've been able to pull off there. So uh, let me know your thoughts. I would I would love to keep this conversation going. Um, And I know that isn't exactly Spongebob related. Uh, I've gotten some messages about about that. We're like, you talk about some things aren't Spongebob related. Well, look, hey, I got to get this steam off somewhere. So sometimes I just want to talk to you about the things I'm into. Um, But we all we're all here because of one. I was going to say a (laughs) a circle, but we're all here because of a square, uh, a sponge. But anyway, um, on this week's episode, I am talking with Chad, who is an animator with the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Collab. Uh, it was wonderful talking with him we had a great conversation we had a great time watching the episode today so I hope you enjoyed the conversation too as well uh, there's going to be a, a one less ad every week I'm trying to work with Anchor to see you know different ads that, that I can have from them uh, instead of the same stock one I've had all season because I want to make sure every season of my show going along with Spongebob feels a little bit different with each one moving forward so once again if you are a, a listener of this show and you would like to see see other ideas implemented or um i one of the things i want to do for the second season is really open up a mailbag uh, and answer questions from you guys and things like that and get conversations going Uh, maybe not even just questions just comments about the show and get more uh fan created a fan created element within the show as well Um, but i hope you enjoy this conversation this week and we'll see you next week The exact same thing every time I record like this is the one where I mess up and accidentally say something because I think I've been clean thus far with uh, with over <laughs> so 30 <far>. episodes so <laughs> far today could be the day but uh but Blake uh, or also known online as Chad thank oh, you for uh, joining the show today was that a dog trying to interrupt bro. the show that was oh my, my dog goodness! Does not like your dog also apparently doesn't like podcasts.
1: No, she does not. What's your dog's name? Right. Uh, Her name's Coco. Say hi, Coco. Hi, oh, oh, Coco. All right, never mind.
0: Oh, hey. That was a classic joke. I apologize. But anyway, I mean, yeah, instead good. of just talking about Coco the dog, we're here to talk about SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, tell me, what what's your earliest memory of SpongeBob? Just the uh, first thing that, that comes hmm. to your mind when you think of him.
1: First thing that comes to mind when I think of him, probably... 16 15 years ago today i had a spongebob themed birthday cake really yeah
0: was it ones where the whole cake was shaped it was meant to look like spongebob or was it one of the ones that has like a little scene on it with toys
1: uh so it was supposed to look like spongebob my mom made it and uh yeah
0: oh that's look that's that's even more adorable that it's homemade (laughs) bought from a store I once—I um, don't know if I ever brought this up on the podcast, but there was a Thanksgiving about three years ago where I had this idea to make. Uh, I came across um, uh, an ad on Facebook for macaroni bunt cake from uh, some company. I completely forgot what the company was, but I was looking at it. I'm like, you know what? Now I want to make macaroni bund cake for for Thanksgiving. Now, like. Bunt cake needs to be made in a specific pan. But while I was at the store, they happened to have a Spongebob cake pan. Oh. So oh, I was like, oh, cool. man, I'm going to make <laughs> macaroni bunt cake in a Spongebob mold. Uh, it did not turn out well in both uh, taste and <laughs> execution. It was terrible. I This is why I don't cook. Uh, and yeah, anytime I make something for Thanksgiving, it's the least touched item on the table. <laughs> So there's that. Now the
1: that. question is, do you still have that pan?
0: I do still have that pan. Oh my god! <laughs> even worse, I have since expanded on my cutlery, or uh, my kitchen utensils of SpongeBob. During the pandemic, I uh, I got bored one night and I purchased a slow cooker from Box Lunch, because every it's all SpongeBob thing, right? It's the, it's a SpongeBob knob yeah yeah the whole thing it's i've seen it for like a year and it's just one of those ridiculous items that i'm like i should own that because it shouldn't exist uh and i just i I got bored one night and i bought it and then uh somebody on facebook marketplace recently had the trust (laughs) this is this is the last item and i i can't say forever but for now uh somebody posted up a um uh, butter tray that is the crusty crab so it's like the crusty crab is the cover and then the oh. the Oh the cool. the sign actually pulls out and is a butter knife. Oh so, <laughs> it was it, it still had the original box, was used never, like somebody gifted this to this family. They maybe opened it once to look at it and put it on there for like ten dollars and I said deal, like I'll I'll drive and grab that so so stupid but it was only ten dollars so that's probably
1: something i would do stupid novelty idols like that are uh, stupid novelty
0: items like that yeah you gotta have uh, fun that's... with this mundane stuff like you know <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, still a slow cooker who cares if spongebob's face is on the side
1: uh, i may not ever use it but uh that's a nice thing to have
0: absolutely um so you started out very early on with a spongebob birthday cake I don't want to assume he's your favorite show, but if he is your favorite cartoon, favorite show, has he been that the entire time? Uh, you're not going to offend it, me just, by saying no.
1: <laughs> I know, but it's just safe to assume so because you know everyone's kind of grown up with SpongeBob.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure sh- I'm sure you've had shows you're you're more into at a certain time than SpongeBob.
1: But, yeah, that's for sure, but Spongebob, like, I have the first hundred episodes on, like, 15 discs from Walmart, so... And I watch that from time to time. Oh, the, More of often course. than, like, other shows.
0: So you <laughs> sure going back to it more than other things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, being such a fan is... Uh, you, you are a scene contributor with the Spongebob Squarepants movie, Rehydrated. Um... I, I don't. Do you do art? Like, where did that start? Did SpongeBob guide you to want to make animation or to animate, or was it just the other way around? You already were getting into animation and um, then decided to bring SpongeBob into it.
1: Uh, the collab kind of, kind of, somewhat was a step forward for me to, to that wanted to do animation. Um, i always had the idea of like doing artsy fartsy type of stuff. Uh, before then, the animation kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of more started when the collab, when I joined the collab.
0: Is this the first collab you, you've ever done? Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, did you, so this was getting you into more into animation. So were you at least before the collab slightly kind of dabbling in it?
1: Uh, yeah, like with the, the DS, like with the Flipnote Studio. Like, you know, when you were a kid, you'd always, like, do that stuff. Or just
0: sticky notes. Oh, of course. I mean, who hasn't doodled on (laughs) sticky notes? Although, (laughs) because of Ed Ed and Eddie, I can't can't just Ah. doodle on sticky notes. I have to actually write sticky note on it and leave it in people's houses. (laughs) (laughs) Just just, not even to tell other people to make them laugh, just to do it because it's in my DNA now to do something that's stupid. (laughs) What can I say? That's Um,
1: brilliant. How... that doing that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long have you been a part of the collab now? I want to say back
1: in early March.
0: Oh, okay. Right so of you... When it was
1: picking up, so. Yeah, you
0: you started I'm pretty much right on the line I was. Yeah. Uh did you did you learn about it cuz the of the uh Skibum uh video on YouTube?
1: No, I learned about it because uh, that was that was before the uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom game was going to be remade, and I just saw Spongebob movie uh Rehydrated, and I'm like, they're already making a game for that?
0: Oh, and then you found out it was a collab and joined. Uh, yeah,
1: I found out it was a collab and joined. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let this opportunity pass. I, I don't know anything about anything right now, but if I could get in there, that'd be freaking awesome.
0: Have you enjoyed the process thus far, like everything you've done?
1: Everything I've done so far, it's been it's been really good. I haven't been really active in it lately because of work, but...
0: Well, yeah, hey, look. We, yeah. <laughs> you know what? No one on this project's getting paid. It's definitely all about the passion, and sometimes life gets in the way, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, no, no, what the thing was is that when I first joined, I was so active. I was the number... Two person to be active on the server like i was in it i was helping everybody i was kind of doing i was admin at one point but then stepped down because of life
0: well hey look i uh, life life and work and responsibilities yeah. and family it just gets in the way of everything but um it, it still sounds like your your heart and passion is still very much in it so i'm sure if it somebody is. did need help they would be able to reach out to you and and maybe get a little bit of help there.
1: A little bit, yeah. No, I'm I'm definitely open up for that.
0: Is this has this whole experience now? This being your first collab, I mean, does this make you want to join other collabs when you're done, or have you already joined other collabs? Um,
1: it, it makes me want to join other collabs when it's over because uh, I'm still yet to. I still have to figure out, like, what to do for animation. Because, like, for... um, Okay, so for my scene, I used a free trial of Clip Studio. And it only gave me, like, eight frames to work with. As a, as a
0: free trial? Only eight?
1: As a free trial... I think it was... I could be wrong. Eight or 24. I can't remember. It was all slow on my laptop. But, uh... Yeah, and then I had to... Do whatever I finished with that, put it on another application and can, and like delete everything and just redo it on those same 24 frames. And it was freaking tough.
0: (laughs) I, 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 hey, you did, you've done more animation than I have. So, and I'm super impressed by that stuff. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure even through the hardships and the speed bumps, it's worth going through.
1: It definitely is. I just, I'm not ready to move on yet.
0: Oh, well, ab- absolutely. Um, I, we still have so much time for the project, so I don't think, yeah. like, I don't want to assume when crunch time is really going to hit of, like, hey, yeah. we got to start getting this thing together, but I imagine uh, that's almost like that all the time, but once, like, next summer hits, it's probably when it's really going to start coming together.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's...
0: <laughs> I don't think people understand the amount of other people, like the people, are part of this project, and how many moving pieces there are, um, the amount of animators, the amount of voice actors, the musicians—it's there's a lot going on to this, and it's all—it's all built on our passion for SpongeBob. Do you have uh, a second favorite cartoon to SpongeBob? Like, if you had to pick something, or just something maybe even had hand to... in hand.
1: I'd actually
0: would have to think about that. Uh, <laughs> actually, no,
1: no, Billion Mandy. There we go, Billion. There Mandy. we go.
0: The Grim Adventures of Billion Mandy. I was yeah. just reminiscing about that the other day and how much I loved the video game for the Wii.
1: I never played the video game, but like, I looking back at clips, I'm thinking, what the heck was this show?
0: Yeah, like... yeah it's super crazy, <laughs> and I and I was a part of the generation that helped bring that show. To television, um, because we voted for it on the big pick. It was the f- like very first oh. time. Have you ever heard about that?
1: No, I'm not. I'm am I'm not old enough to
0: I oh. know what that. So, <laughs> so what Cartoon Network did in like 1999 or 2000. Oh yeah, for sure. Was they took <laughs> was they took a bunch of shorts of different cartoons. There was like nine of them, and they had this one weekend where they would air all nine, like. During many times throughout the day, instead of their other cartoons. And during the whole weekend, kids could, you know, there was not really internet. There was, but it wasn't like, as prominent as it in is in now. Yeah, vote. it was call in and vote yeah. on your favorite show. Um, and I was actually one of a few winners to win a TV and DVD player from that uh. thing that they gave away. That was a whole crazy endeavor. Um, I remember freaking out at my father, and he didn't believe me for like five minutes while the operator was being so patient, waiting <laughs> like for my dad to get on the phone. But um, Billy and Mandy won the won the very first year, and it was voted. And then like eight months later, it actually debuted as a full series, which is just That's really crazy. They, I I wish these shows would, uh, these channels would do things more like that, um, it's kind of like Channel Disney and all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember Disney doing that.
0: Letting, Uh, you know, uh, especially with internet, they could put clips, uh, they could put the stuff on YouTube and gauge reaction there. They could put clips on Instagram, on Facebook, and and gauge these uh, reactions from people. If they did that once a year, I think it would be a great idea. Hmm. Pick like five submissions and just run with them.
1: That'd be be really fun. Now, giveaways are kind of hard to come by now.
0: Do you ever, now, being into animation, do you ever think about uh, your own kind of show? Do you do you ever do things like that? Uh, what do you mean? Like, have you, you know, right now you're a part of this collab making, you know, remaking SpongeBob, but on your own, do you come up with your own ideas and little skits and things like that for things to animate?
1: As of lately, I've been trying to think, yes, yes, I have. Um, Not too sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't. So I've been doing mainly drawing out skits more than anything.
0: Well, those are always nice, and uh, I mean, definitely great practice yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. before we uh, get into Texas today, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll start the episode. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance? Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv slash spongebobpodcast where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash SpongePod, where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show including our official logo which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts stickers duvet covers and even a shower curtain this is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan driven any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated thank you and enjoy
1: two thousand years later
0: All right, and we're back. Today, we are watching the episode Texas, kind of our backstory of Sandy. I mean, we know a a little bit about her since her debut, but this is kind of a a real big backbone for something that cements her character uh, a little bit more thoroughly through the first season. Um, It first debuted in America on March 22nd, 2000. It is the 18th uh, episode of SpongeBob, the first part of the eighteenth episode, and we're we're winding closer to the end of the first season. Um, tell me, I mean, you you chose this episode. Was it just something that uh, that you saw that it was available, and you enjoy it? Uh, what, what's your what's your take on Texas there? Um,
1: if I'm thinking of the right episode. Um, it, this is a nice little kind of good feel kind of sad moment i feel if i'm thinking of the right one anyway i, I think you where are. she wants to go home right
0: yeah yeah this is the episode yeah, okay. where she starts reminiscing because, about texas yeah
1: i like that episode <laughs> nice.
0: i got I get, I get a little sad i'm i'm, I'm glad you like this episode because it's one we're gonna watch today But um, for for, for anyone that wants to watch along with us, we are starting after the intro, so you can skip the intro. Um, We of course are watching this right off of Amazon.com, probably until they pull off SpongeBob to CBS All Access next year, or uh, Paramount Plus, whatever they're calling it. Uh, So (laughs) if you want to watch along, you can start the episode now. Now. All right, perfect. That is Junior Brown playing that you hear, although I'm going to have to turn it down because we can't have any um, any audio from the episode. But yeah, Junior uh, Brown's uh. music is all throughout this, this, uh, this episode here. Um, a lot of his... I don't know if he made everything original or if it was just... Uh, I, I think he probably went in there and, and recorded stuff. But uh, <laughs> I love... I love the idea with Patrick that they just drew his face on on his
1: on his stub
0: on his stub there, and it and it just definitely worked. <laughs> uh, I I I still we we got to be impressed here with the with the sandcastle efforts of SpongeBob and Patrick. I I've built sandcastles, but if I can make one that looked like SpongeBob's pineapple without it really
1: falling apart, without yeah, falling be apart, great.
0: yeah, it would be. Um, Vincent Waller, who is one of the writers of this episode is actually, uh, he is one of the writers and storyboard artists. He's born in Texas. Uh, and ironically, he is also the writer of the episode, uh, the Texas song, which is the song that no, Sandy that sang. Is
1: the song.
0: That's a song. <laughs> uh, by the way, SpongeBob body slammed a whale, a killer whale. <laughs> How is it that he can't lift up stuffed animals?
1: not even with inker arms
0: yeah exactly the only thing i can think about is the fact that the stuffed animals might be out of water items like items from the surface therefore you know anything that belongs uh, down here yeah. might be lighter for him than things that are not supposed to be there although
1: I mean, uh, the stuff i'm more than spongebob though so Yeah, he's a sponge. Right, right.
0: (laughs) Uh, I thought it was funny that they would try to get Sandy to jellyfish, because as far as up to here, we've never seen her partake in jellyfishing at all. Jellyfishing. I think the first time she does it is in the, I think in the third season, when they're trying to get SpongeBob to come outside after his accident. I think she's, she's seen jellyfishing there, and that might be the first time. But, uh very crazy flush mechanics of her suit. It's definitely technology
1: from the future.
0: It's technology of the 90s that... (laughs) of what the future would look like, and they were completely wrong. Could have been. I really, um, kind of bothered by the fact that SpongeBob and Patrick didn't catch on to the texas bit earlier um i you know i, I know sponge uh, patrick is dumb but i figured spongebob would easily <laughs> understand with her she telling him openly like this is where i'm from and almost making it obvious that she's just sad and here we have a little bit of sandy cheeks which we're just gonna it's... have to enjoy So yeah, Vincent Waller wrote this song as a Texas boy.
1: <laughs> that, makes, that makes much more sense. I
0: can, I can sympathize with Sandy, I mean, especially because she's... It's not that she just moved to another state, she's underwater, she's practically stuck.
1: She might as well be in a different country. Yeah.
0: Well, since the uh... definitely know how that feels. This the island that they're under is based off of Bikini Atoll, which is definitely uh, far away from Texas.
1: <laughs> oh, ben, that's a bit of ways away.
0: Imagine watching a squirrel cooking barbecue. Classic. <laughs> Called roadkill. No, no, not, the, not cooking <laughs> the squirrel. <laughs> that would be terrible. No, she <laughs> she picked up the roadkill from the road and <laughs> killed it. Oh, c- Although there are people out there, there are people out there who have partaken in squirrel meat. I I, I don't think I could ever do it. I wanna go home, home, home. And I wanna go that That's voice. you thought sheer- about eating that baby. That is Junior Brown right there. So, uh, yeah, that was the Texas song. Um, Certainly one of the better songs of the first season. There isn't many songs, but that one, just for its character development and its just kind of somber moment, really stands out above the rest. And I think it gets overlooked as as a SpongeBob song, too. I think so many other songs have come out and kind of overshadowed that one
1: so good song nonetheless that's so really i feel like that because I, I get that song in my head once in a while too amongst other songs
0: yeah out of thought that was one of the songs i would listen to on the first during the first season they released a uh, a cd of just like the seven songs from spongebob i think maybe midway through oh. the second season and um you know, that was on there. Ripped Pants, uh, the Shoes Untied song. And it just always it stood that out as awesome. such a different beat because it was like a slow country song. Uh, that's, I, yeah, that's fair. But still...
1: I just... I enjoy it. I don't know about anyone else.
0: I would like to understand... I, I wish I could talk to Steven Hillenberg and learn a little bit more about sandy's origins i know that in later seasons they've tried to kind of explain why she was you know living under the sea and why she's in her dome i don't really take those as i mean you have to take those as canon since it's on the show but my mind still being in these first few seasons are like no she's not down there because monkey sent her down for science experiments I about that episode yeah yeah so i i would like to know like what how did she get down there and his original idea and why is she there? Maybe and we won't ever know. yeah, we, we won't ever know. And of course, here we have all of the classic Texas is dumb <laughs> moments and memes.
1: Which he's in a clam pie.
0: <laughs> Giant barbecues. <laughs> i've always wanted to that was one of the things in high school when i was taking art classes i was waiting for a moment to be able to make that and, uh, unfortunately <laughs> i was in, i was never a part of any paper mache class where i can make a giant barbecue <laughs> this is of course that right here is uh <laughs> okay. what, what's the no, difference I'm Texas. <laughs> that, one of the better jokes of this episode That's- my favorite joke
1: that's a good joke that the whole show
0: i love that and trying to be trying to do something nice for sandy and spongebob and patrick are willing to go so off the rails with insults <laughs> yeah. so, just to be like "Ah, oh, we gave you something nice like if you tried that on a friend it would not end well
1: uh, no it wouldn't i that's think waters i would not ever tread
0: Yeah, I can only imagine that even the most level-headed person would still be like, okay, this was nice, but you spent the day insulting me. But of course, both of them get a bit of their uh, comeuppings here. But they shouldn't have messed with Sandy in the first place, who is by far the scariest person to mess with in Bikini Bottom. He's the strongest, top ten strongest anime GFs. Uh, so in this episode, I forgot to mention, we find out that Jellyfish Fields is right next to Goo Lagoon, apparently. At least as far as the walk is concerned for Sandy. Uh, the fact that Sandy thought that the Bikini Bottomites ate jellyfish is similar to the idea that Pank- Plankton believes that you eat jellyfish during uh, fun When he asks uh, when they're jellyfishing and spongebob you know says oh we catch him and then plankton's like and then we eat him oh yeah which
1: I don't know I don't know cool about fly, you but I don't want right to ch-
0: I don't want to try jellyfish I wouldn't either I can't see that spongebob stretching uh part without thinking of the old Nicktoon fruit snacks commercial that would air for like two or three years on Nickelodeon Cause they would make it seem like they would (laughs) giant barbecue and giant barbecue, peas in a can, peas in a can pie. And then, uh, so they, they would have (laughs) like the SpongeBob gummy that you would stretch out and it would make it look like it's on the, happening on the TV. Oh, that's cool.
1: I want some fruit snacks now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They should bring those back except for they probably wouldn't keep all the same characters
1: make them in your crock pot, like <laughs> crock pot you <laughs> I can make custom fruit gummies at home
0: <laughs> uh, despite his weak muscular system that is exposed in several episodes Spongebob is able to tear off the entire front half of the Krusty Krab with only his finger
1: and he could body slam a
0: whale he can body slam a whale up and over But yeah.
1: Has a hard time trying to lift uh, animals and with anchor arms.
0: I I really uh, even this ending is just so nice on on every level. All the characters coming together for Sandy, even ones that just seemingly are in the background that were willing to help out. And that was Texas, uh, certainly okay. one of just the nicer episodes of season one. I don't know where it would land on my list, which. Is something I'm eventually going to do closer to the end of the first season. Just kind of go through and and rank them. But uh, I always enjoy it, nonetheless. Every time I I've seen the episode, I love I love the jokes, the humor, even when SpongeBob and Patrick are purposely being mean. It's still kind of funny. Uh, the the whole emotional uh, roller coaster that Sandy goes through, and in the end, realizing you know that she she lives in a pretty cool place and she's got some nice people around her, and is is willing to stay
1: sandy would be a nice person to be friends with
0: yeah i mean i would be better to be on her good side than to be on her bad side (laughs) (laughs) you saw what she was capable of uh so thank thank you for being on the show today um i know that uh hello hello oh that was not supposed to happen (laughs) all right hold on I was filming such I was I kept recording. I only wanted to end the stream, not uh, end the whole call. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for signing up for the episode. Uh, it was such a sweetheart thing to do for you to to sign up, be on this episode, pick Texas. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I I hope you had fun here. And uh, before we go, can you please uh, just plug any of the of uh, the social media or places you'd like any of the listeners to find you at? Um,
1: I stream once in a while on Twitch. It's uh Chad nine eight seven two, and I have art stuff on my Instagram, which is also Chad. And it's Chad underscore nine eight seven two. I think that's it for me.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, hey, any of the listeners listening to this episode, check out check out all of that stuff. Check out the stream. Check out the Instagram, and uh, let them know that the SpongePod sent you. Thank you,
1: special.
0: um, You're very welcome. Thank
1: you, the viewer, for listening.
0: (laughs) Thanks for being on, man. I'm ready! Yeah. Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod. You can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on twitch.tv spongebobpodcast where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com people slash where various designs will be uploaded in Inspired by our show including our official logo which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts stickers duvet covers and even a shower curtain this is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan driven any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated thank you and enjoy